It's the Murphy, Sam, and Jody after the show podcast, getting ready for the big game this weekend. And, uh, you know, earlier this morning, <gasps> Sam was doing uh, Behind the Lyrics on Gladys Knight because she's going to be the one doing the, the, the Star Spangled Banner. And the Midnight Plane to Houston. Yeah, she'll do the national anthem. <laughs> yeah, the Midnight Plane to Houston was the original song. Yeah, the country crazy. version. I'm so happy that Gladys Knight is doing the national anthem. She's just a national treasure. I think that she's going to hit this normal and it's going to be beautiful. No runs and it's going to be one of the best ones. I know. I think we'll remember this one. I think we'll get to hear it. Why do you have a problem with runs if that's something somebody can do? What's your problem with that? It's it's the national anthem. You know what? When I hear people get upset about runs, I think the old school because the only people I know that run into problems with that are the people that are just like, you know, it's got to be the way it's always been. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the runs really do showcase how good and powerful the artist is. I I think for the national anthem, how about give it 10 percent of your original touch but give it 90 percent of what it's owed and in, in other words yeah well, i don't mean do it, it in a disrespectful way but i mean it, you know you, someone's interpretation of the national anthem is part of the reason you have them singing, i know, you know but I, mean? I hear you but i i feel a little bit like that too I sam mean, run it a little but it's the song is the star you are performing and, and, it and it's like if you're a mariah or a christina aguilera i know you can do that right i know you i know you got the ability but right. it's the national anthem let's let's show it some props yeah but that but that that's too. not see i disagree with that completely <laughs> whitney houston to me mm-hmm. is the quintessential definitive national anthem now i don't yeah. think anybody's done it as good as her since Mm-mm. and what made that one special was whitney's touch whitney pouring from the heart i mean maybe maybe i don't she know how you're run. defining i don't runs. remember her running well, maybe it, i don't know what yeah. the runs are. i mean if the runs don't come from the heart i mean maybe i'm defining runs incorrectly but i think that whitney's take on the national yeah. anthem by far was not only heartfelt but absolutely did props it. to yeah. the national whitney's anthem. was the best and by, by runs i mean if uh, 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 gotta, uh, that's what you mean <laughs> right she didn't really do runs right according to what sam is talking about i, I feel you both right now she so just, has anybody done runs I don't know that anybody has ever maybe done Maybe not on the Super Bowl stage. I mean, I'm sure somebody Well, remember done Fergie Fergie sang the national anthem at a, like an NBA game yeah. within was it last year? Within the last year, yeah. And it was she gave it too much of she made it sultry and we all felt weird about it. Yeah. Most of the people in the crowd felt weird about it. So, and that's also just the way she sings. Right. So that's her. So I take. guess that's really a context thing more than anything else. So you're saying runs is just somebody just runs wild just because they can do it. Because and they really can. Have right. In province, because I can show you that I can harmonize with myself. Yeah. Right. Right. So anyway, back to I really am proud that it's her yeah. because we. She's so great and she is a national treasure. And um, I love that she's being so instead of someone new or whatever. I just I like that idea a whole lot. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for that. And honestly, to be honest with you, the national anthem, the Super Bowl itself. um, I've always liked the Super Bowl for all those reasons, meaning I used to watch it with my dad. um, And it's it it feels like there. It feels like a real occasion to me because it's one of the only things we all watch together anymore. And I say all. I know you're not really going to watch this year, Sam, but it feels with so many choices and the world is so much bigger and we don't have just three channels anymore. We all know that's the world we're in. It is something that many of us consume at the same time. So it has a sense of occasion like that. And I do sort of like that. I just, you know, I don't like it when it's the next day and the, 
you know, all the, well, this is what's wrong and this is what was wrong. That's no fun. But of mm-hmm. course, you can choose to tune that out yeah. if you so choose. Yeah. If you want peace, you know, and you want to feel happy. Well, and it's also, it's turned into more of just, instead of just a game, I mean, because when does, when does the pregame start? Usually four or five all hours. It's like all day long. I mean, yeah. you've got all these great in-depth interviews with players. That's another and, thing. If you, if you don't know about some of the players you're about to watch, they do give you some really good in-depth and that gives you a better appreciation for who you're watching. Mm-hmm. Some really good work done before it, as far as the storytelling goes. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty intense for the for the pro ball lovers, you know, the, I mean, actually, I guess I was going to say for the pro ball lovers who are into it, you can spend your whole day doing it. But over the years, because they have given it such a touch of reality with the biographies and the inside stories and all that, it's become a lot more mass appeal. Yeah. It's not, you know, it, I think to me, the day is just as much about the people who are all about the stats and the game and deep in it, the sports junkies. And the people just in passing who, you know, are going to connect with two teams that maybe they've never connected with before. Mm-hmm. Of course, I guess that's kind of impossible now. You've seen the Patriots so many times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, they're play, and they're playing the wrong team. Um, but, I mean, think back early Super Bowls. They'd have some... Marching band. Marching band doing halftime or somebody that was, uh, okay, they're in town, so let's get them to do it. Right. It wasn't the spectacle that it is now. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is entertainment. Halftime's entertainment. The commercials were just commercials. Now the commercials right. are I can well, remember years where it's like, things. when do I go to the bathroom? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Well, and I guess I don't remember this as a as a kid. I mean, it wasn't until like the late '80s that they started doing the marquee talent at halftime. Yeah, it was always either you know some of the best marching bands around the country or something like right. that, but nothing that was um, you know this, these superstar stages. And I guess Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson was probably was one the of the first. first to do that. And, and you got to follow Michael Jackson. Yeah. The next year they were like, okay, we can't, you know, <laughs> and so it was no turning back after that. Yeah. I will say um, also what's interesting to me, not just about the Super Bowl or playoff games, or even big college games anymore. <laughs> How many dudes does it take to talk about a game? Have you guys seen? It looks like a panel of 16 when we're, tying, we're, tra- when we're talking about the, you know, breaking down what happened in that first half, and what are we going to do in the second half? Yeah, and again, so funny. not to go back to the, the day, back in the day, but it used to be like the three-person panel mm-hmm. or the four-person panel, and now, <laughs> yeah. I mean, all the networks, they're all doing it. It's yeah. six or seven people. It's a long conversation. But, but you know, they hire the ex-player that everybody loved, or they hire the ex-coaches that everybody, I mean, you know, it's, and you're never going to get rid of Terry Bradshaw, no. you know, people like that. Yeah. Um, what was funny? Why do you want to get rid of Terry Bradshaw? No, 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 no. I'm just saying that per- he is t- Terry Bradshaw is now embedded in. He yes. has been for a long time. Yeah. You want to hear what he has to say? Yeah, you do. So that's a part that I can't even go to the bathroom. Then it's like, wait, they're talking about it now. One of the funniest things that Murphy, I can't remember which game it was. It was a playoff game. I'm not sure it was the game, Sam, for you. But the game which not, shall not be spoken of. One of the Voldemort game. Yeah. Um, the game that one of the games we watched recently together, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, leading up in the playoff days, um, I said, "Oh my God, you got to come in here!" It was the end of the first half, and they said, All right, "We're going to come back after this commercial break," and they're put it, they're doing the pop up uh, set. Mm-hmm. So all those guys, I think it was, I think I counted six guys, sportscasters, talking about the game and what's going, you know, doing their work, their job, but the set wasn't even there yet. They Go to commercial, they pop.
pop it up on the field. They get in position and they do their commentary. And literally that that sucker goes back down. The whole set mm-hmm. goes back down when the game is back on. Yeah. When the players come back. Because out. if they leave the set on the field, you're hampering somebody's view of the field. My, that's a ticket holder. <laughs> right. Know. I had no. I mean, that's just something well, else that goes on. It's crazy. The it, it, it collapsed during one of the games and they had to very quickly get it back up. It was, I don't remember you, that. Yeah, they were all out of breath by the time they were in there just because they were trying to figure out, okay, where are we going to do this if we can't get the pop-up tent back up? <laughs> so crazy. So crazy. Anyway, what's going to happen is, speaking of Gladys Knight going back to the national anthem, um, I do think she's going to do it in a way that we haven't loved in mm-hmm. a long time. So I'm, I'm ready for that. Yeah, she's classy. But, when you hear the name Gladys Knight, oh my gosh. it's a classy, legendary R&B singer. That yeah. voice. It's like gravy. It's like something so the, soulful. Uh, and the pregame, in addition to the football stuff, uh, President Trump will be will have a little he's doing snippet. An interview. Of, he's doing a Face the Nation interview in the morning, and they're going to save part of it for the pregame because right. he didn't do it last year, I don't think. And then Tim McGraw's got that pregame tailgate. They're going to cut to him live right. for part of it to, so he can entertain us. But what I was going to say is what this is going to do, you watch, it'll happen. It happened this week when James Ingram died. I immediately went home and was like, oh my God, I got to listen to that again. Murphy just played 100 Ways for me. Uh, when somebody's, when some, when somebody's music that you haven't sampled in a long time and you, how many millions of Americans are going to see her sing that and go, oh yeah, Gladys. And when the game is over, they're going to be like, hey, home person play Gladys and you know what I'm saying she's going to chart again or something which or the, I'm glad or, glad, glad oh, for yeah, younger yeah. generations yeah. was like who is this lady right oh who is this lady yeah Alexa <laughs> yeah yeah missed any part of the show get it all at murphysamandjody.com